Hey, Jantans and Jantanites, it's Jason Desmond from the Jantan Collective. It's a new edition of What's Up With That, where we question, we learn, and we grow. Remember, subscribe, like, and comment. We want to hear from you. If there's something that we talked about and you want more, you have more questions about it, hey, tell us about it. Or if there's something that you want to talk about and you want us to get uh, like experts to talk about it, get in touch with us. Now, today's guest, well, she's got me thinking about a lot of stuff. Better living. Uh, the PR business and this thing, get this, super retreats. What's up with that? We have celebrity uh, host, influencer, entrepreneur. We, Sarah, what else do you do? That's about it. You do so much stuff. Sarah <laughs> Lian, an old friend as well. Yes, that's right. Man, Hi, and also VO talent. VO talent. The voice of radio the stations. Voice of radio. Two radio stations. Two, yeah. yeah so Waiting for my third one next year. You gotta wait every two years. <laughs> that happens, Just right? to ease off, yeah. What have you been up to? I mean, like COVID, because if if people follow you on on Instagram mm -hmm. and stuff like this, right, they'll notice that you travel a lot. You mm. love traveling. But COVID, you can't do much of that. Yeah, right? I can't. What yeah. have you been up to, really? Um, well, I have been at home. Really? <laughs> like everyone else. Right, yeah. Practicing safe social distancing. Um, God, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I've been doing a lot of things, but also not a lot of things at the same time. I think you're right. I used to travel so much. I used to have a lot of projects where it would require me to travel, and now I'm just landlocked. Right. Because I remember at one point you were in Singapore and for Singapore work, you also used to travel for work, right? You did the Lux show, right? That's right. So how do you feel to just kind of be in one place for now? Do you feel like, oh my God. I feel like it was necessary for me. Right. I feel like this was a nice clean slate for everyone, hmm. you know, just to really kind of think about what's most important to you. Uh, the shows are amazing. Yes, I was on Lux Asia where we travel the world in search of luxury. Yeah. So this is like... Such the, a tough job. Oh God, it was like the best <laughs> job ever in my life. Um, but but yeah, I think being at home allowed me to just kind of focus on like what I wanted and just appreciate what I had. Because there's so many people that didn't have a lot of things. So it really brought me down to like, oh my God, I'm just so grateful that have a home to live in, um, that I've got food, that, you know, if I can help, I can help. Um, I wasn't massive on charity in the sense that, like, you know, there, there's some celebs that were out there, like, really packing bags and... Making masks. Yeah, right, yeah. making masks and stuff, and, and I kudos to them. Um, no, I think mine was actually creating safe spaces for people to be able to process a lot of their emotions, and I did that with Super Retreat. Right. We'll talk more about Super Retreat in a bit, but... COVID though, did you know anybody who got COVID or did you, no. did business suffer from COVID? Business definitely took a hit from COVID for sure because a lot of the stuff that I do, I do talent management and uh, there's a lot of jobs that were canceled because the events were canceled. So that was tough, but really learning how to pivot during COVID was essential for my business. Because ultimately you are the queen bee of super good. <laughs> yes. Tell us a bit about super good. 
talents PR. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot that you do. The, there's good. yeah. So um, the umbrella is super good collective, right. and there's one part talent, which is super good talent, which is what I run, and then Eugenie, my business partner, runs yeah. super good PR. We just had a chat with Eugenie just <laughs> on my on my other thing, but anyway, yes. Yeah. So um, so she runs that outfit, and I run the other, and then from super good talent, uh, I have an exclusive talent management company. Um, I also do influence marketing, and I have. Kind of created this new little entity called Super Retreat, right? Which was really a retreat for all of us to enjoy, and that has now turned into um, a space that offers empowering experiences, allows people to connect with themselves, connect with other people, you know, become more confident in their decisions, and and just have a time for themselves. It looks really fun though, and I sometimes because when we saw that, because Super Good Collective, yeah, and then we're the Jantan Collective. I'm like, I wonder if. Guys can get involved in this. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. So our focus initially was just women, and I really still do enjoy that focus. But we have created different pillars within Super Retreat. Mm. So one is inner empowerment. It's a lot of the inner stuff, like healing, your child, inner child, meditation, breath work. It's that kind of stuff. And then we've got life design, which is really giving you skills and tools to. You know, focus uh, on freedom or or, or success uh, or whatnot. It's a lot of your mental stuff. That stuff is actually open to men um, because they're just tools, right? Right. Like, you know, in terms of finances, in terms of your mindset, um, in terms of productivity. I think it's universal. And then our last pillar is int- intimacy and relationships. That's both for men and women as well. Yep. So it's and it's extremely powerful. And a lot of the stuff that we do. Always blows my mind each time. But it's kind of like, okay, it's such a jantan thing to think about. I'm like, when I saw that super retreats and I saw the pictures, all, all, a lot of ladies there. Instantly, my mind went to, hey, it's like the Lilith Fair. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't heard that term in so long. <laughs> like all wow, right, so Lilith like, Fair. Right, okay. so like, I wonder how guys can get into this because I don't know how many guys would be into stuff like this. But then started talking to a lot of friends who some just hit. 30, 35, or have yeah. kids and everything, or some, their kids grew up and went to college, then they started getting, like, guys never talk about empty nest syndrome and stuff like Absolutely, this, right? But then yeah. when we're together, we start talking about, oh, I don't know what, what's going on with our lives and stuff like this, right? <laughs> and I'm like, that's a great thing to get into. But how did you start? Did something happen to you that you went, I need to do this retreat thing? Um, it honestly started from me having a company, company retreat uh, PR and talent were like, okay, let's, you know, kind of just hang out and have a nice weekend. Uh, got my staff to plan it. And uh, my business partner, Pete, from my super good talent side, yeah. he was like, hey, this is really cool. Like, we all just came here. We all learned from each other. It was like just workshopping stuff or, you know, my talents, like our corporate talks and things like that. So it would just be a chance for us to be able to critique it in a safe space. Like, how would you present it? And like giving you like tips and stuff. And that's really how it started. But then it had evolved from that, right? Then we thought, okay, maybe we'll just do the corporate retreats. So we invited 12 women from all walks of life, yep. different types of you know, entrepreneurs, uh, corporate um, employees, uh, small businesses. So these women came and uh, they gave us their thoughts. And then we officially launched our first public retreat in January last year. Right. And so that's when a lot of the footage and a lot of the images come about. And we actually just focused on the woman, the woman that comes and how she's feeling. And I think when you talked about how men are feeling a certain way, I think actually universally everybody feels a certain way. If, they're, if they've got a little bit 
too much time on them, on their own, they start thinking things, right? And and the thing is that society doesn't really encourage men to really look deeper. Uh, it's like stop it, stop crying, you know? Like yeah, yeah. like it's very easy to just shut off. And so the detachment of you and your emotions, it, it it's uncomfortable. So like even if um, my partner were to see me cry, he just like why are you crying? Like it's it's just that kind of thing. Or if I'm if I'm crying, oh I'm sorry. Like why am I apologizing for the release of emotions? I mean, it, it, but it's because it's triggering something else in someone. Yeah. You know, and um, and but guys so, can't do that. Yeah, but the problem is that because they don't do that, there's so much conflict when it comes to opening up, when it comes to actively listening to a woman, or just actually just letting her just talk. Because most of the time, it's like. Oh, okay, okay. You fix it like this, or like uh, you just right, do, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the men, men have a propensity to want to fix things. Like, here's a solution. Just solve it. Yeah. But sometimes women, we just want you to hear us out. You know, we just want you to listen to us and and maybe not even have a comment. Yeah. Or maybe just repeat after everything we say, like mirror what we say. Yeah, but we're sitting there like. Yeah. Okay, I want to help you solve this. Yes. And you get. I don't know whether women can tell from the guys oh for like sure Auntie, yeah I, right? I mean i'm like that too i have a lot of like masculine traits and so you just want to like oh fuck stop fucking crying yeah yeah oh wait can i say can yeah I yeah say? oh right fuck yeah <laughs> stop fucking crying yeah right you know? yeah. but um yeah it's it's just really it's difficult for men uh, especially, you know, if you've ever gotten into arguments with your wife or whatnot, like, it's just, she just wants you to, like, I just want you to say that, like, it was really hard today. Yeah. And instead of, like, well, you should have done this. It's like, no, that's yeah. not what she wants to hear. And so we're able to pare this stuff down. We're, we, we slowly peel the layers and the layers until you get to really what's going on. And so at Super Retreat, we've got three days, two nights, this weekend retreat, that you get to really explore that. And through the exercises, through the experience, you really get in touch with your truth. Mm -hmm. And I would love to do this more for men, but I'm not a guy, so I don't know how men operate. And I think it, I need to be very careful with that kind of stuff, yeah. especially men that you know, you'll feel judged. Society has one aspect on you. And then there's conditioning of your culture, where you grew up, your upbringing. All these right. things are what we call conditioning. So you mix all those things together, and it's the guy's like, I feel fine. Yeah. You're the one with the problem. <laughs> you go fix yourself. How you know? Do, how do you know me so well? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, I mean, that's that's what happens. But I think what I found is that these women will come to our retreat. They'll go back to their husbands. And the husbands will be like, what did you do? <laughs> In a good way. They're like, wow, she was... It was like as if she was renewed, like she had a renewed spirit. Yeah. Um, as if she was a new person. You know, all these pains that you have like why is she talking to me like that oh why is my boss like this you start thinking like people are attacking you but actually it's your victim consciousness that is really taking over but the moment you're able to override that and be able to see that i have control over this and i'm going to change my narrative you are automatically a different person and so when you come to our retreat and by the time you leave you're completely transformed you're transformed in a way that everything around you is still the same nothing changes nothing has changed right your husband still calls you fat. <laughs> Your boss doesn't like you. Right. This girl's been talking shit about you. Nothing has changed. But the way you see it is completely different. And that's what's empowering. So every experience that I have in Super Retreat, whether it's a clothing swap for circular economy. Right, right. Which or, is brilliant. Yeah. yeah or Coco Face Yoga, um, where you're you know, moving the muscles of your face to, to you know, 
lift it. What is it called? Oh, Coco Face. It's from Coco Hayashi. Oh, right, right, okay. Yeah, so um, she's on YouTube. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we, we scheduled a face yoga thing to just, you know, little ways to sort of perk up your face. It's empowering as well. Oh, man, that feels good. <laughs> you got to go for the super deep thing. Yeah, you, you got to go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's all these little workshops that I've done, especially during MCO, um, they're just like two hour workshops, three hour workshops. So it's not a getaway to an island anymore. We can't, you can't do we it, can't, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, technically we probably still could because we're in Malaysia and Malaysia yeah. has so many amazing places. Like, yeah. holy crap, we're so great. Uh, like, we're so lucky. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's not my focus right now. So um, this month is going to be my last month of all these online workshops. I've been doing it for the past six months, like right, since right. Uh, MCO. So what, they zoom in or something? Yeah, they just zoom. Um, usually it's like up to about 20 people and the workshop will be really engaging. You're not just there like watching the person right. and stuff. You do, like right. you're participating, you're yeah. speaking, you're you're engaging, you're writing stuff down. There's journaling, there's closing your eyes, there's visualization. So you are participating in such a deep way that by the end of it, when we close the circle or what, when we close the, the workshop, people are like, holy crap, I didn't realize that this was this. I didn't realize da 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 da. Like, and so you get so many more learnings that like they sign up for another one. Right. So who's your target Who's your target market? Though? I mean, who signs up for stuff like this? I would say is anyone that is going through anything and is feeling a certain way. I mean, who has come on? So we have had women from as young as maybe 1920 mm -hmm. to about 45. Okay. Yeah, but on average, there are women that maybe just had a baby, um, are at a crossroads in their life, whether it is, you know, just got married, uh, new job, uh, just moved to a city, mm -hmm. um, just wanted to connect with people. Yeah. Oh, like, right. Okay. Like, like just a whole range. Like I wouldn't even say a certain type of um, religion or anything. Yeah. We, I mean, we always have an American. We always have someone from China. We always have a bunch of people from different parts well, of the world. Oh, very international. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because all my coaches speak English. I speak English. Yeah, yeah. The whole program is in English. So it's really easy to understand and I mean most of my coaches I think they all have like a British accent too. Right, so, right, right. so yeah it feels very international and with my online workshops because it's online I was like why am I limiting myself to only Malaysians yeah. why don't I expand so uh, we have someone from Hong Kong Maggie Maggie's a Qigong master she's actually ethnically Korean but she's based in Hong Kong I've got Marcus Marcus is based in the UK but I think he's moving to the Mediterranean he told me wow yeah because he's a master diver so yeah, why, all, all over the world. Right? Why do why do I limit myself to yeah, that? Yeah. You know, and then people just get so much out of it. Like Maggie is a feng shui master and qigong practitioner and, and and all of that, and so she looks at your birth chart. So last night we we had a, a session and it was about love, and she was explaining how all of us love and within our birth chart what kind of men we are attracted to. Right. Did she do you? Oh yeah, she did me. How'd that go? She says that I have uh, trouble deciding if I want a husband type of material or a boyfriend type of material. No. <laughs> so she says, once I am in alignment, only then I will really be able to lock in on what I want. All right. And then so I said, is that something I should be focusing on? And she said, no. She said, in the time that you are in now, you should be focusing on your business and your business will flourish. And everything is aligning for you to just do that. And it was so funny because you know, an hour before that session, I had just met with a company about like how to really now expand. put in, put in, yeah, put in uh, the foundation to be able to expand mm. um, and to look forward. So yeah, it was actually kind of like ironic that she was saying it. I was just testing it, but I was like, yeah, of course I'm doubly down. <laughs> but when you actually did the test and she did that, you're like, 
damn, this woman knows what she's talking about. Oh, for sure. Yeah? Oh my goodness. There, there was, there was another person that was there and she was asking about, she's like, oh, you know, I'm, I've been with my husband for a few years. Just want to check if there's compatibility. And as Maggie started to like look through, she was like, oh wow. She's like, he's like this, she's like this. And then the girl's like, yes, he is. <laughs> so we're like, Maggie knows. <laughs> so what happened to that story though? Was it, was it like, this, does she say, no, nah, this is not going to work? No, no. She, so she, she, she says that when you are getting together with someone, she'll never tell you it's not going to work. Right. Actually, no. She says when you're with someone, she's never going to tell you it's not going to work. Right, right. But when you are asking, like, should I try? She will look at all these things about the person, or she'll read the chart, and unless there's something that is like obvious, uh, she won't. She'll be like, you know what? I think you, this is someone that you should go for. Right. So it's actually quite, um, quite interesting because she says it's as though. We are all living our lives, and she's like a game master. Right, right. And she's like, go left. The water's there. Go left. <laughs> and that's what she said. Right, right. So, and we're like, yes, that's exactly what it is. So, you know, her series is called Hacking Life, and okay. that's, that's really what it is. I love stuff like that, though. So, you've got trainers from around the world. Yes. They're super, super good. They're super good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they do. Now, I'm looking at the people who come on board, because you said there's like a 19-year-old, and then there are 45-year-old. Mm. Who knows when you expand, it might get yeah. even older and yeah. younger. Yeah. But isn't it, I mean, it's a, it's a wide spectrum. Mm -hmm. what, what a 19-year-old needs is very different to what a 45-year-old sure. needs, right? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I just, I'm always like, wow, you're 19, you're so lucky to like get into this. Uh, we have relationship workshops where, you know, women have been married for 15 years, and this girl's never had sex before. Yeah. You know, so it's a huge spectrum, but it's information. And if you are looking for it and you find it, it's there for you. Yeah. So we think about people that learn how to play the piano in the middle of their life, you know, like, like in, four, in their 40s and they're like, I just decided I want to do this versus some kid that's like six years old, like playing the piano. Right. Yeah. So it, we don't need to change our stuff according to our audience we're definitely more aware of what the audience needs if yeah. they choose to write about it. Um, most of the time, I, I put a little scale in there when people are purchasing um, stuff, and I said, you know, out of 10, how do you feel? One being low and one being high. Uh, ten, and 10 being high, you know, how, how do you feel and why? And it's an optional question, and I always get a lot of people that answer it. Most of them are like five, six. Right. I'm, I'm just, I lost myself. I'm losing myself. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. Um, I'm feeling stuck in my life. You know, those are the things that keep coming up, right? Because for whatever is happening outside in the world, social media, what have you, these young billionaires, it makes you feel like I am not doing anything, right, and yeah. I live a crappy life, yeah. and I've been told to become a lawyer, and now I'm a lawyer, but I hate it, and yeah. it's like, oh God, you know, and then it's just like Groundhog Day, like every day is the same. Yeah. And so, yeah, people are starting to think about how they're feeling. They're th starting to think about where they're at in their lives, and they don't know where to go, they don't know what to do, and my place is like super retreat, whether it's virtual or whether it is, you know, in person. It's in a getaway kind of thing. It is, yeah, it's, it's an escape. It's a safe space. I wouldn't even say escape because it's not like we want to take you out of reality, but it's a safe space for you to be like, okay, I was beat as a child or I was this as a child and I'm dealing with this now. Now it's coming, it's rearing its ugly head in my work. It's, it's creating this mess with me and my partner or, I wrote on a blog recently about like you know a lot of the healing that I went through and I was I was making my partner feel responsible for the pain that I had kept since I was a child like it's so unfair. So it's your fault. I was but just like you right. didn't do this to 
to be you. You know, like that would be, that was like my narrative. And it, I mean, a couple of days, a couple of days later, I called him and I, I was crying. I was apologizing. I said, I'm so sorry. I, that really came from a lot of pain and that was really unfair, you know? And, but had I not done all this work, I would never be able to realize that. I'd be like, you're the fucking idiot. You're the, yeah. like, and just keep on going. But yeah, this is so different. And I think having that awareness has really pushed me to confront a lot of things that I never realized was there or never wanted to um, work on or yeah. unearth. But is it, because I just feel like this age, this, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, do people need this more now or did people need this way back then, but they just didn't have access to it? Absolutely. I think everyone's always needed this from way back. We think about our parents and the way they've, they've raised us, you know, militant. You shut up, don't cry. Yeah, you know, yeah. 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 You better Seems go get raised. work, though. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's what people say. But but clearly, when you also hear about the high divorce rate, yeah. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, that's true. You know? So I really think this should have happened from before. But none of us had that awareness. None of us had that understanding. And so the difference between us and maybe some of the other um, outfits that exist in Malaysia is that we're not spiritual. I think some people go towards that that level of the chakras and the third eye and the opening and, and these kind of right, things. Right. And and I'm not against it whatsoever. Um, but for us, it's really just understanding your heart's truth, and and really saying, hmm, how am I feeling about this? You know, where in my body do I feel tension? If you're talking to someone you don't like them, yeah. your body's like, oh, like like oh, get me away from this person. You yeah. know? So that your body, you're, you're having an experience and it's hitting you physically, then it hits you, you know, mentally, and then it hits you emotionally, you know? So there's all these little levels that's gonna get to you when you're experiencing something, whether good or bad. But if things, because I just feel like the internet, social media, and we're watching a lot more TV and stuff, and we're just getting this uh, enlightenment. I don't know whether that's yeah. the right word to use. Awakening. It's an it's like a Pandora's box kind of thing where, you, you, wow, I, I never noticed this about myself. And wow, what a fucking horrible life I've had You're in right. a way, right? Yeah. Is it, is it's like it, a mind fuck. Right, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's an awareness. It's a consciousness. It's a, it's a conscious awakening. That's what I would call it. Right. Where you start to say, oh, those are my patterns. Right. Oh, wow. Now, oh, I you know. I need to know something, though. Yes. When women come for these retreats, yeah. how often is it that, yes, you want to, it's sometimes deep within you. Yeah. You didn't know that it was it was you and stuff, and you realize something about your past that mm. you were keeping in, and yeah. then you lash out at your boyfriend. Yeah. But how often are a lot of the problems that you have mm. in your younger days or whatever that it's kind of really like men cause this in a way? Like my dad didn't love me enough, mm. kind of thing. Well, I mean. I'm, I'm probably not the best person to speak because I'm not a relationship coach. Hannah Lowe is our relationship coach. But she always starts with the fact that anything that you're feeling now has always existed within. So if you have any wounds with your father or your mother, which is always your first relationships, that's actually where it stems from. So absolutely, you're right. I mean, I have a great relationship with my dad, but there were a lot of things that happened to me in my childhood that he probably didn't even realize had affected me because it's still my experience, right? right? So my dad at one time was uh, working in Australia when, when we were still living in Malaysia when I was really little. And I remember calling out to him and my mom was like, shut up, he's not here. And, and I was just calling out to him and I felt completely abandoned. How old were you? 
I think I was like five. All right, okay. Cool. But like my band, and, like I, my dad didn't leave me. He was just away Working. for work. Yeah. You know, but that was my experience. Like you left me. Yeah. And so with certain experiences too, I found like, oh my god, like that is actually a trigger. Yeah. Because if. You didn't have, let's say, your dad was always around. Like you don't actually have an issue with yeah. your dad, or if your dad has always been there, or always, you know, if you're crying, he's like, "I'll just sit here with you." Yeah. Like I'm not gonna yell at you. I'll just sit here and you know, wait until you finish crying, right? And being empathetic, you're less likely to have these issues yeah. <laughs> moving forward because you're like, no, actually, my father figure has always been very comforting. This is this is unconditional love, but our parents didn't know what unconditional love meant. Yeah. Even though they do love us unconditionally, they didn't didn't know about it. Yeah, they just right. didn't know how to apply it. Yeah, because it was a different time. Right? It was a different time. I asked only because I know for a fact that guys are closer to their moms. Yes. The girls are. Mother wounds, father wounds, yeah. same and thing. Yeah. And it's girl. Because I had a friend who said that she turned out a certain way because her dad always called her "What's up, champ" mm. when she was younger. So then she grew up to be tough and stuff like this. She didn't know how to connect with her their inner feelings and inner, mm. inner emotions. So I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what are men's roles in, like, getting this holistic healing going? You know, like, sometimes, like, they go for a retreat. It's great. Yeah. Right? And I know what I need to do. I love myself. Right, but now, right. today, at the back of your mind, is that this dude just kind of, like, he, he hurt me in a certain way and he, he didn't even know. You know, mm. what are men's roles in this? I would say the men just need to be more conscious okay. of what they are doing and what they feel they need to do. So when I talked about fixing, like you just need to, you're just antsy, like I already know what she needs to do. She just needs to talk to this person. Yeah. And you know, it's that like, why do you feel like you need to help her? Right. So kind of going back to that feeling. So I think men just as much as women, um, I know this is the men's show. Well, but, uh, we, we want to learn. Yeah, we yeah. to figure out how to help yeah. women. But sometimes by helping, we're not really helping. You're not actually helping. Right. Yeah. Then you feel end up feeling judged. Yeah. And then we're like, yeah, oh, yes. then, then we're like, well, why did I even tell you? Yeah. Now you made me feel shittier yeah. about what I told you about. And then the guys will go, and then, why did I even want to help? Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're getting, so, getting so, yelled at. So really, it's actually like, these trigger points that that is playing out. Yeah. Hannah explains this way better. Right, right, I okay. feel like I'm butchering this. <laughs> no, but, no, it's great. But, we'll but, get Hannah on. Yeah, these yeah days, please yeah. get a Hannah on. But it's these projections that we have. And so whenever men fight with women, it's almost like an unresolved pain right. with their mothers. Oh. And then women with their fathers. Yep. So there's like a deep rooted like understanding of all these things. But essentially sometimes if you're able to just sit and watch and let these things come out and unfold and just be there not to fix it, but be there for the person and actively listen. And just if, in the, and if let's say a girl is saying, you know, uh, my bag was snatched and I was really upset, da, da, da. The first thing the guy would say, well, who asked you to hold it like that, right? right, right, right. right. It, and she's just not saying that it, was, it wasn't her fault because of that, but you just, what the guy would say would be, I'm sorry that happened to you. That must feel really crappy. You must feel this way. And she's like, yes, I do. Right, right. And that's it. But we're not taught to yeah. talk that way, though. Yeah, Guys. so you can learn. Yeah. That, <laughs> will we learn that at a super retreat? Well, if you do one for men. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would love for men to just kind of be open to understanding what feelings are there. Yeah. Because it's so 
so easy for men to just like punch that back down, don't get up, and everything is fine. But also, we kind of <laughs> need the other way around. Like women also can't understand us absolutely. More as yeah, well, right? yeah, it's true, and and th that's what I was saying. It was like you know when when I was arguing with my partner about like. Why didn't you protect me? Yeah. Why didn't you save me? Yeah, yeah. And then, he was like, I didn't even know you needed to save me. He was me. like, what? I have. Right, yeah. I'm like, not enough, yeah. you know? But really, actually, it had nothing to do with him. Yeah. It was actually something much deeper. Because we're here trying to... We're all trying to connect. Yeah. We're all trying to connect. But, you know, we play our pains and then, you know, someone, either the girl or the guy, gets really defensive. No, I didn't say that. Oh, no, no, you are, you know, then, then you attack. Where the other person is like... Just tell me that you understand how I feel. Right. That's it. But for guys, we're like, I just got into a, a car accident. Oh my God, is the car okay? Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Or like, you know, yeah, exactly. But you're not focused on the person yeah. that's having that experience and saying, you know, if a baby is crying or, or throwing a tantrum, you're like, what do you want? They, they can't even focus because there's so much anger. There's so much frustration. They don't have the words. And you're just going to sit with them. Right. You just sit with them until they calm down and say, are you ready to, ha you know, do you have words now? And, and they'll say, oh, I just wanted this. Okay. You know, that's it. Did you learn all this along the way or were you like, man, I got all this information. I got to put this all in a super retreat yeah. and just do this. <laughs> well, I have amazing coaches. I have such amazing coaches like Asha Gill, who is phenomenal. Like she has like re gravely in, like improved the lives of so many people just being able to get past their blocks, getting past their demons, getting past their monsters, the things that they say in their head and just elevating themselves to a next level. That's Asha. Rachel is so enigmatic and she works with Hannah closely and this is all our women's stuff. You know, the womb, the, the heart, your love, your mind, your wisdom, your medicine, you know, all this kind of stuff that we, that we do. Um, she just offers herself and that's what we do as coaches and and when we explain how our program works is that nobody's above or below we're just extending like our knowledge of whatever we have learned and taught and, and all that we're just passing it down to you it doesn't mean that we are void of all this pain and I think that's what the participants feel is that when they see us crying and working on our stuff they know it's real. It's not like, oh, I don't need to do it. Uh, you do a level two, you know, it's, it's not like that at all. I don't dismiss it. So every time we have a workshop or an experience or a retreat, I'm participating it, in it. Right, you know? and you're learning as well. And I'm learning as well because there's a lot of things that I need to unearth as well. Yeah. You know, so I'm just like wearing all these wounds on my, on my sleeve, basically. I'm like, this is my pain, yeah. right? But, I heal. but the more you're able to have awareness, uh, consciousness, that awakening, the more you're able to not feel so much shame and guilt about it or, yeah. the, or the pain that, that is covering it, yeah. right? That, that little secret that, that you don't want anyone to know. That it's okay to be hurting. Yeah, it's okay to be hurting. And I think you're like, when you asked me earlier, like, do we need it now? I think more so now where a lot of these things are now permeating past the surface and into our relationships, into our workplaces, into our communities, into our marriages, like into our families. It's starting to come out and you're like, I don't want to be my mother. Yeah. I don't want to be my dad. I'm doing this to my child. I'm hitting my child and I don't know why this is happening. Yeah. And it's just so much stuff that you're thinking, oh my God, like I, I can't. Yeah. What, what am I doing? I don't, I'm not like this. Yeah. And I think when I said, is the internet causing all this? I, and I, I don't mean like, Oh, you're watching too much of this stuff and it's mm. making you it's fucking up your mind i i'm i think you're seeing so much more and you're so awake i suppose mm -hmm. you're woke i suppose you're i don't woke, know yeah right? and then you see wow i don't want to do all that yeah now 
super retreats online mm-hmm. at the retreat itself mm-hmm. it empowers women mm-hmm. it's all about empowering women where do men fit into this should men help to empower women and how do we do it Wow, that's a really loaded question. Um, let me look through my feminist um, Yeah, exactly, because it's yeah. a feministic thing, right? Because when you think about, when we think about empowering women, you need to give women this. No, it's, it's not, not that. that right? it's, it's the shift of the narrative. I really believe it's the shift of the narrative. So with men, it's like, oh, what? So men can't do this? It's like, no, men can do whatever you want, but you also, you also have to look at how the women are seen in that light. I mean, only recently... We talk about sex, sexual abuse victims. We call them survivors now. Right, right, right? okay, okay. You know, like that's a change, that's yeah. a shift in the narrative. Yeah. Even it's like, oh, I go to the club. Oh, what were you wearing? Uh, asking for it. Well, no, nobody asked to be raped. Yeah. Even if you wear a short skirt. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, what's the reason of why people get raped? Because a rapist, right? Yeah. And so... Um, when in, in regards to men, it's saying, you know, let's not tell our daughters to be a certain way. Let's tell boys to be also open to the fact that there's a lot of people that are out there that are, you know, we're in the same place. So it's, I feel like with men, it's just being open to the fact that women have the same rights. That's the feminist agenda. Is actually we just want equal rights. We actually no one thinks we're better. No one thinks we're better or worse. That we need to live without one or the other. It's not that at all. So when I empower women, I empower women to empower themselves, to empower their communities, to empower empower their families, their workplaces. And I'm sure there's some men in those places, and therefore they end up benefiting from this. What do you think of the term? And I love this. There's, there's a community who does it so well. What do you think of the term mansplaining? Oh, I hate it. <laughs> because men do it all the freaking time. No, okay, yeah. Oh my god. It's like, no, I told you. I'm like, that's exactly what I said, but somehow you needed to it, it needed to come out of your yeah. mouth. So I'm I'm in two camps uh, when it comes to this, right? Because there's some uh, in some cases I when I explain something and someone doesn't understand, I will explain it the same way whether you're a man or a woman. I'll explain it to you because probably you're an idiot, right? I'm like, you just need to do it this way. But some people take it differently, right? And I just want your, your thoughts on this, because at no point do I ever think of explaining certain things to a woman because she's a woman. No, this is the offside trap in football. I never do that, mm. right? But I'm like, no, this is how you do your job. I think you just wrote this email wrongly, and then that's why you're getting a nasty reply mm. and stuff. Has nothing to do with women. How do women see this, really, though? Well, I mean, when I talk to you about like being empathetic yeah. and um, and mirroring, men do it in such a way like, no, this is my way of explaining. So your your difference in how you looked at it was you're like, oh, but I'm not condescending. Yeah, I'm trying to help you, but sometimes what you think you're helping, you're not, right. and that's when it feels like it's mansplaining. Right. Okay. Because I know what has happened. I don't need you to re tell the entire story I just need to figure out what I did wrong and you're like but I'm trying to tell you right, you know right, okay. and, it, and it's just saying like okay well, I don't like I don't understand like where the disconnect is are you upset at me because I said this or you or you you know upset because this happened so when you're trying to understand and the guy just ends up okay I'll say it slower and you're like I'm not deaf yeah. I understand what you said but whatever you're saying I'm not like 
understanding. And so that's when this whole mansplaining thing ends up being like just the guy's narrative of like, you don't know what you're doing. This is what. Right. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Give me stuff. Okay. There's so much I want to learn. Yeah. And I think there's just so much that we yeah. can learn. Yeah. And we're going to talk about how the Supergood Collective and the Jantan Collective can kind of oh, figure something out. Oh, yes. Well, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. The boss is right there. It's like, oh, we can think about something. But what yes. is next for Super Retreat though? Are you hoping that things open up again and you can start doing your, your three-day, two-night things again? Yeah, I really wanted to still continue that. But I think, um, as I said, with COVID and the whole shutdown and putting everything online, yep. it's really opened up to a lot of people that wouldn't have been able to come physically to our retreats because they live in the UK, they live in Singapore, they live in Perth or whatever. So I'm just sort of exploring things business-wise, yep. different business models. Um, you know, do, should I do a membership model? Should I do a subscription-based model? Should I create these programs now? Do we do live programs? You know, so I'm really exploring all these things. So it's so hard for me to tell, but I do want to continue this. I, I really want to continue exploring this. I want to continue adding more amazing workshops that will always that will empower the people that come and empower them to do more for themselves and for their communities. So I definitely want to continue. I just don't know how yet. And everything's shut down. The government in Malaysia has said that, you know, past December 31st, then we'll talk about it. But I, think I think second quarter of 2021 or something, only something's gonna happen. Probably, yeah. you know, until there's a vaccine yeah. to be able to curb this, I can see the government's trying their hardest to just protect us and insulate us from all this stuff. So yeah. that is something that I'm appreciating. And luckily we're in Malaysia and we've got all these places. Yeah. So you know, it may not be so difficult, but but yeah, I, I do want to continue, and I just don't know how yet. And yeah. and I'm just exploring that and feeling it out to see what is actually true and real. But for now, the downtime is kind of good for you, so you can kind of plan. Yeah, it's it's perfect for me. Yeah. And um, next month, we're going to go offline. We're going to be working with a fashion house for the National Cancer Society for uh, breast cancer awareness, right. and so we're creating these experiences they're they're going to be in person but they're they're smaller ones and yeah i'm really excited for that did you think that you're going to be like i i'm pretty sure that when you first started super retreats we're gonna, we're gonna talk about this and this and oh this they're gonna be God. huge but yeah. then the more you did it it's like wow there are a, there's a lot more yes, problems there yes, right yes. is there something that you really really want to get into like what's in your mind what's the biggest problem that women need to talk about and face and are or are facing right now well we call this shadow work but it's like a lot of this inner child stuff right it's all the stuff that is unresolved like pain that that you felt like you weren't looked after and to kind of go back and look after yourself and be able to fix yourself and i hate the word fix because no one's really broken it's yeah. just a, it's a, a belief it's that shooting, you, right? yeah it's a belief that you have like it's just, these are just words but to be able to start shifting that and taking ownership of everything that's happened to you. I think that to me has been my personal journey and like, um, and that has really changed me because it's so easy to be like, and then I dated this guy and he did this and then my mom did this and then this work job didn't ha happen and didn't come through. And you know, you see how I'm directing all this blame to everyone else, but really what's the common denominator? Yeah, you. Exactly. Right. So until you're able to really say, no, I made this decision out of my pain. I made this decision out of my fear. I was unable to move past this, so this person didn't see me and therefore move forward, right? Yeah. So when you're able to take ownership of it, you're like, well, I can control this. I have the power, and I now feel way more empowered to make better decisions. 
And that works for both men and women, right? Absolutely. The inner child thing. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone. Yeah. It's just that with women, like when we come together, that there's that strong sisterhood bond of like, we cried for three days. Yeah. We are bonded as sisters, <laughs> right, yeah. you know? I mean, I'm planning a hens uh, that's coming up in November. And I didn't know any of these women. They're not part of the industry that, you know, you and I yeah. uh, have been in. And we feel so close because there were no walls yeah. and that we could have been like, hey, no judgment. Whatever you went through, you went through and I'm here with you. Yeah. And that's it. And I want to see you grow. And that's it. It's just so fucking pure yeah. that I love it. Are you, do you think like, wow, my network's grown and I'm such a different person now? Oh, so much. Yeah. Actually, let's talk a bit about <laughs> you. Oh, uh, hello. Oh, you've like, oh my God. So much. I, I mean, know. From the... <laughs> We've known each other for years and yeah. years and years and years. How do you look at yourself now? Are you an entrepreneur? Are you a self-help guru? I'm definitely not a self-help guru. How I need the help. <laughs> right. How do you? What do you? How do you see yourself now? Oh God. Yeah. Sarah I mean, Lian in the mirror. Sarah Lian. Um, yeah, I'm in a space right now to continue telling stories and to continue creating safe spaces and um, create uh, empowering experiences. That's that's what I'm about. I'm an entrepreneur. I've been running my business for about nine years, and the hosting stuff. Still? The hosting stuff. I love it. I still love it. Um, I think when I get opportunities to act or I get opportunities to host, I never say no. But I have moved on from that, and I feel like I'm in. There's different levels. Right. Of, yeah. Yeah. There's different levels of I would say um, happiness. Yeah. There's the pleasure, so it's like the adoration, the Sarah, the awards, the the cover girl, like all these kinds of things, right? So that's your pleasure. And then your passion was really when I started building my company nine years ago, starting, oh, I want to help people, I want to I want to do this, so I'm like staying up late at night helping people do decks, trying to figure out which clients are going to come and, you know, hound some production houses and say, hey, you know, yeah. I've got some hosts, you want to like yeah. hire them? Because you've got a connection. Because right? yeah. yeah. I've got a connection, a good connection, and so, you know, you're doing that and you're spending hours and hours doing that and then now it's like my purpose and when you start when it really led me to this point because when you are passionate about helping the people you know my, my exclusive talent I'm helping them and I want to help them succeed I want to look at their tra trajectory I want to see what other programs can come under their belt press media brands all that kind of stuff and then now it's like well I just want to help everyone yeah and what about things that you couldn't do you couldn't do before are you planning like i don't know maybe just cut an album or something are, are you still in the arts scene do you still consider yourself um, an artist or are you entrepreneur first i would it's so hard to say can i be all yeah right yeah because i suppose right now you're in a space and pretty similar to me i suppose because now this is your thing yeah and all the rest that used to be your everything mm -hmm. like acting and hosting mm, yeah. and be on TV, right? That used to be your everything. Now it's like, I'll do it when I have time and it's kind of fun, right? Yes. It still gives me pretty good money though. Yes. Right? Yes. But it doesn't define you. It doesn't define me. And, and I think, um, you know, when you're a lot younger, when you're a lot more impressionable, when you're, when you're questioning yourself yeah. or you're dealing with your own insecurities, you hold some of these things so tightly to represent yourself and, and to be like, I'm seen as this. People should know I'm like this. And, yeah. and it's like your ego, your bravado that's like showing. Yeah. And now I'm like, 
well, yeah, I'm an actress. I don't need that to be questioned. I'm, I'm a host that doesn't need to be questioned. I'm an entrepreneur that doesn't need to be questioned. But if you question it, then that's your fucking problem, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I don't need to assert myself. And I wear many hats and I'm, I have enough experience, I would say, at least 10 years of experience in all of these things, enough to say what I do is what I do. Yeah, and when people doubt you, just like some people are like, whatever, that's your... Check my IMDb. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) You know? Damn, man. (laughs) Now, now we're talking about um, empowering women and you do what you're doing right now. You're in a good place. And recently, a couple of weeks ago, we just had a guest in and we were talking about... um, not probably just not just women, but in, in many cases, it's mainly women. Yeah. The glass ceiling. Yeah. Does it still exist in this day and age of women being so empowered, Absolutely. feminism? Absolutely. It still does? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the whole work culture is a patriarchal structure. Like, I really believe in that. I know it sounds like, right. what are we going to get into? Yeah. But it is, even work is like done in such a way where women can't work, right? right. You find that women have to find spots in order to weave this that's why the the, yeah fit in because you either are a working mom or a stay-at-home mom and that's you've got to choose right and so yes of course there has been a lot of shifts and now we're trying to become more flexible to the mother but obviously it's a structure that is trying to open up to women. right right yeah and when we look at how much men make it's because the perception is that the man brings home the bacon. But it's getting better now. It's though, way isn't it? it's getting way better. It's getting way better. But you know, sometimes you have these conversations or this the the the, the topic comes up and like, but we give them flexible working hours. What? <laughs> that's, right. That's not fixing. The Correct. Problem, right? Correct. Yeah. It's not fixing the problem. But yeah. but they think they're like, but they get to choose when they want to work. We're like, well, why don't we give you men the chance to decide when to work so that the women can. Yeah, do yeah. This, you know, but but for some reason, whoa, 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 you're getting to something, ter- some kind of territory here that right, we right. want to get into. But but it's actually why is it uncomfortable? Yeah. You know, and the whole feminist agenda is equal rights. So whatever you say to me, I feel like I could say it to you. And if you feel like I'm attacking you, then how do you think we feel? Right. Okay. You get what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's a patriarchal structure that has been created for it's men. It's a systemic be- issue. Because men have been Built the ones the to yeah, like like. If you have a man and a woman, you're going to hire the man because he's expected to look after the family. Yeah. So there's always going to be a glass ceiling until you, there's that, that equality. You're probably thinking, the guy's probably thinking, oh, but then the woman, if she wants to get uh, pregnant, then we're not going to have her for a few months and stuff like this. Is that one of the issues as That's well? That's definitely one of the issues that the women has to be like, okay, so I have to sacrifice my career for the next year at least. Right. Because I need to like raise the baby. And so... In Canada, it's a lot more socialist, just like the Scandinavian countries, where you're able to take, tw- um, so you will have, when you go on mat leave, you take, I think, 30% cut or something like that. The, uh, the, the company cannot fire you. Yeah, yeah. So you have your job security and whatever money is supposed to, that's allocated to you for the next, for the, the 12 months you take off is there. But because there's a gap between 12 months and 18 months of when you're able to put the kid into childcare, there's an extra six months. Like, right. what do you do? Yeah. So now the government has said you can actually extend that 12 months pay into 18 months. So you're with the child for 18 months and then you can send them to daycare before you go to work. In, in most of Western Europe, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's uh, in the Netherlands because uh, my, uh, my brother-in-law is actually Dutch, right? So at one point he took paternal leave. 
that he was at home taking care of the absolutely. kids. Absolutely, absolutely. So my brother just had a baby. Well, him, his, him and his wife had had a baby, and. I asked him, I said, are you going to take paternal leave? Because he can. So what would happen is that within the 18 months, the husband and the wife can show for in their companies yeah, yeah. that like my wife's going to take this much and I'm going to take this much. Yeah. And it's incredible, it's incredible because the child will then be able to bond with the father yeah. as it bonds with the mother. Right. Unfortunately, in Malaysia, it's yeah. two months plus maybe one month if your boss is nice and then you have to get back to work and it's just you don't even have like dogs that separate from their puppies like that early, you know? And yeah. so it's, it's almost such a sad thing. So do I think the glass ceiling exists? Yes, I do. Do I think we've made strides in terms of the female workforce? Yes, I do. With this whole COVID pandemic, women having to juggle some kid coming to class and also being a housewife and also rent, you know, having a full-time job. Yeah, it's very tough, but these are all things that we're learning, right? No one expected women to work. A lot of women weren't allowed to work in Saudi Arabia. Like you still need to ask for permission. Yeah. Right? Now they're driving. Man. Yeah. Now they're yeah, driving. Really. So, I mean, we are making strides. Women are feeling a lot more empowered. I think our government has a lot of um, women that are in leadership positions. Yeah. There is always that whole um, male fraternity that women are not a part of, and that exists just like how women have our sororities that men are not a part of. Yeah. Like Super Retreat. All right. <laughs> For now. Not yet. For not now. Yet, exactly. For yeah, now. Yeah. So you're doing so much. You look like you're at peace with yourself. There's, mm. there's some calm. You're learning a lot of stuff. But let's talk about love right now. Where are you at when it comes to matters of the heart? Are you in love? Are you with someone? Are you not with someone? I'm, I'm in love with myself right now. <laughs> what does that mean? Okay, okay, right. So you are. No, you're not. You're yes. Not. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with myself. Like, I'm in a, I'm in a really good place right now. Um, I have gone through a couple uh, relationships that I put my eggs in that basket. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be it for me. And, and, you know, you're thinking, oh, like for me, I'm in my late 30s. So you're like, oh, God, you know, I want to I want to have kids. I want to have uh, and I want to get married. And it like doesn't work out. And so you're like, oh, my God, my world is crumbling. But I thought I was going to have that experience. I did with um, my last relationship. But with this one, I didn't, you right. know, so I'm actually in a really great place and, and it wouldn't have come, I wouldn't have come to this place had I not gone through the work of like, what's wrong with me? Why can't you do this for me? Right, right. And like, and that narrative playing out. And it's just the moment I switched from that victim mindset, everything changed. Cause you needed to work on yourself. First. I need to work on myself. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm just, I'm in a place right now where I'm just being very conscious. So it's not like. Okay, whatever lah. If this guy likes it, okay lah. You know, right, right. like just fe to feel desired, to feel wanted, to use my sexuality to 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 you know attract men. Um, for me, that's not where I'm putting my things anymore. Right. You know, I think for me, it's really just saying I'm taking the step. How does this feel? Okay, it feels good. I'm gonna take another, another step. step. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So that that's actually where I'm at right now, and it's it really is empowering because it's it's like. Um, so I was telling you, we had a workshop with Maggie and there was a girl just trying to figure out what her relationship was. And Maggie's like, actually, you've got a really good chart. It's honey, it's flowing. Right. And she's like, what, what do you mean? And she's like, you're trying to fight for that slipper. Why don't you take two floors up? Jimmy Choo's upstairs. All right. <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then, so I was, I reached out to the girl and I was like, 
I was like, hey, I'm so sorry you're going through all of this stuff. I, I know it's really unnerving and, and, it, and it sucks. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I went through that not too long ago. And I said, but honey, I'm trying on shoes at Jimmy Choo's right yeah, now. And it no feels need for amazing. the Japanese slipper anymore, right? It feels amazing. Right. And, and, I, and I told her, I said, first, I got shut out of that slipper shop. Right. And then next, I fought to fight for that slipper. Right. But when you have found your worth and when you have, like, woken up, you're like, fuck this shit. Uncle Jimmy's calling you. Uncle Jimmy's calling, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at right now. It's great to just feel love for yourself. Right? Oh, yeah. Which is great because we want to ask you a few things about how we men yeah. can be better. Okay. Right. So what do you think of men? That's not I necessarily, love men. Right? Yeah. I love In men. In general, right? So we men we think women are great we love women great and you think men are great i love men but in general though malaysian men men from from the west uh asian men how do we fare if you were to put it all in place i can't because you've had some experience. i've had so many um <laughs> would not say that um yeah. do we have a lot to learn about i, I would say i've lived in different cities and and really explored culture yeah um i think it's it really depends well from i can only explain from my point of view and and my culture is that i was born in malaysia i grew up in canada i'm indoctrinated i'm pretty much white inside and then i came back to asia right and so a lot of the guys that i dated were actually western very very western even if they were born here or whatever they were actually very western and so um so yeah i i i don't know how to explain uh how men fare i mean i think they're amazing <laughs> i love men this is all i so like malaysian men compared what what, are, what kind of answer are you trying to look for no, just, like what can what we do learn I have a choice of? to be better men like what what are our what are malaysian men's feelings like what do we lack that we need mm. to do better at than our Western counterparts, and what can we our Western counterparts learn? That because I hear some some women say, "I dated an angmo, a kailoa," and uh, they they don't love you as much as the Asian men. Asian men will will <laughs> will run yeah. around yeah. circles for you and stuff yeah. like this, yeah. right? Um, yeah, yeah, I think there are cultural differences, and there's also conditioning. You know, depending on the on the guy's mother, right? He would know how to treat a woman, right? Right, so some men are way more like I'll pay for all all the bills, and some men are like, oh, we go fifty fifty. What did you eat? Yeah, you know, and it doesn't matter if they grew up in Asia or they grew up in North America. I could get both of them. Right, I could get the same kind. Uh, it really depends on the guy. Um, I would say an openness, because I I think what because I've changed so much and I would say actually in the past few months I've probably made the biggest changes is that openness to change and openness to see something else and I think on both sides actually man or woman but let's say in the context of men that is something that is more well received is that they're like oh no no I'm normally like this oh I'm very much like this you know when you're so stubborn and you're like no no but this is my way and you're inflexible makes me see that you are afraid of change Right. Because it could change and it could not change and you have no control or power over it. Right. Okay. Right. So if you're flexible, 
but you don't bend over backwards for everybody in a row. No, you have boundaries. Yeah. Right? You have healthy boundaries. I, I would not date a man that has... No backbone. No backbone. <laughs> or is like dating someone else. You know, that for me is just like, I'm sorry, that is a betrayal. That is a trust betrayal. Right. On so many levels that, that I would not even engage with you. I right. mean, I think before when I was single, my, my cousin was like, hey, you know, if, uh, if you met an older man and he wants to... <laughs> you know how <laughs> like, like, and I was yeah. like yeah, seriously how and then, and then but he will leave his wife for you I was like well then I wouldn't want to be with him if he can just leave his wife like yeah, that yeah. Like, but I'm, then he can leave you at correct yeah, yeah, like right. what the heck yeah. you know or, or people that would cheat or, or like oh I broke up I'm single now and I'm like okay it doesn't mean I'm gonna go out with you yeah yeah so like, good for you yeah <laughs> like <whatever>. okay yeah. <laughs> you know but um, yeah I think it's just that openness to be like huh that's that's what you're that's what you like or that's what you prefer or that is um, something you enjoy or that's something that my family practices or I would love for you to be a part of it um, yeah I, I, wait wait I, when you say that Malaysian men need to be more open or both sides right right both sides yeah both sides because I, I sometimes think that Malaysian men expect wives to be like western men are like hey, if my wife works it's great okay it's equal this equal that and everything do you think malaysians malaysian men are are there yet well i know the men that i dated wanted me to work yeah so but i just didn't date the men that were like or i didn't attract the men that were yeah. like no, get no, on get no, on no. i must stay at home yeah, yeah, yeah. no yeah. i don't want you to work yeah you know and right. i'm like okay that's weird yeah. my, but, <laughs> my mother thing that you should stay at home and yeah make baby. i mean I, I had a friend that like got pregnant and she was like still like applying for a job and she says no i think i'll work for the next eight months or whatever until i i can't work and then i'll people are, like shocked right and then i was like why it, like it didn't even phase me because i've worked my entire life um, yeah, but to some people it is. So it's just conditioning. It's just cultural conditioning. If you see your mom has been a housewife for how many years, she just didn't work, that's, you just don't even question someone not working. Right. Yeah, so it's just a difference in, in the way they see their own um, family and, and their future, really. So what do you look for, really, now? Now that you've mm. changed, you said in the past few months, yeah, you've changed yeah, yeah, right? yeah. What do you look for in a man? Not saying that you want to be with a man right now. Correct, yeah. What do you look for? Is it, I mean, forget about looks and everything, right? But what, what is it that you look well, for? Well, I'm, I'm really straightforward. So I want to be with someone that will challenge me. Um, I want to be with someone that can communicate, that won't hide from their feelings, and that we can actually just hash things out, you know, openly. Uh, I want someone that's ambitious and that has plans and futures and, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I'm, I am an ambitious person. I want to be able to build something with someone. So, yeah, those are the things that I look for in a man. Um, yeah, openness is good. Um, someone that loves the outdoors, someone that takes care of himself, someone that is, takes care of the people around him, someone that is kind and compassionate and generous and, and chivalrous and gentleman-like yeah. yeah those are the things that i want ambitious is that a dangerous i I, lo I love ambition i love ambition because it means that someone's not complacent right it means someone's not like i'm just this is fine yeah and and if they are that's totally fine it just means that we're not like aligned yeah you know um because I've, I've had women say and this is a lot of like different people talking and everything different couples and whatever right ah he works so hard la. So, isn't that a good thing? Yeah, but he never has time to spend with me. Why did you like him in the first place? Because he was, oh, he was a go-getter. Then you knew he was like this from the start, right? So, is it also like sometimes some people don't know what they want 
also in a way. Yeah, I think you know if women are saying, "Oh, I expect him to buy a handbag or my car or the house," I'm like, "How the how the fuck is he gonna pay for this shit? Yeah, it's yeah. not working." Yeah, and also that's not very feministic as well, right? Not, I mean, I, I get it myself in a way, right? You can, but some people prefer the 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 easier route, which is have someone pay for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that also is a feminist thing. No, you know what? If someone <laughs> wanted to buy me stuff, I would take it as well. Exactly, yeah, right? Not? So um, it's just their point of view I, I i wouldn't even apply anything to it but um but yeah no i i like ambition i like people that love creating i right. love i love creative people um yeah I, I don't really have like oh he needs this kind of job or this kind of income or whatever but i think naturally i'm attracted to the right kind of people that i want to what be was the last time the four three c's or the Four C's, two oh, C's. But the, I think that's a Singaporean thing, right? right? Like yeah. country club. I've been living there too long. Yeah. What yeah. is it? A country club, credit, credit card? card, condo, and car. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nowadays, like, what, what do you, what do you hate in men, though? What I hate in men. A con- people that are really condescending. Right. Mansplainers. <laughs> right. We'll work on. It. I'm not. I don't mansplain. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not saying you yeah. do, but but in general, like, I, I can't, I can't stand that. Um, men that um, have no boundaries. Um, yeah, it, it makes me really irate when I hear about men cheating on women. Yeah. Uh, even more so when men abuse women. I think that, that to me is just so cowardly. Yeah. Um, it's a cop-out. And also, actually, they're living out their own pain on other people, which is really unfair. And it has detrimental effects, right, to the woman or to the children or, or whatever, whoever's involved. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the things that I would stay away from. I think specifically, like, he cannot dig his nose at the dining table while he's on a date with me or stuff like that. That for sure. Definitely. That for sure. <laughs> right. Maybe at home, okay. But, right, right. <laughs> but I don't really? Know. You'd be okay with that? <laughs> I'm like, well, I think, honestly, hey, Sarah, people, like, people pick their nose, okay? Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I I can't think of anything right now that, that really is, like, glaringly obvious of, like, what yeah. I want or what I don't want. So this guy's like, oh, my God, he's a perfect guy. He, he gets me. He challenges me. Yeah. He talks to me. And when I, I'm going through something, he, he, lets, he finds out stuff about me. Yes. But he farts like a champion at home <laughs> and stuff How like do you know that. I don't? <laughs> oh, wow, really? <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so as, as long as he's your equal, so he got, I'm, I'm so sorry. I love you so much. There you go. Hold on. Here's mine. Right. I feel a challenge. <laughs> so that's equal, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, it, these are, th- there's like different levels of attraction and there's different levels of love. And, you know, on the basic front, it's like the aesthetics of it, right? Oh, I want him to be good looking. He has to be this tall. Right. He has to be this ethnic background or this religion or whatever the case is. And then, and then you know you go into like what really makes your heart sing. Oh, he connects with me, this and that. But it's like, but it's the forward thinking. To me, what is most exciting about meeting someone is seeing their vision, because that excites right. me. Because uh, I have a vision too for myself, or that's where I want to go. But when you're in a partnership, I truly believe that it's not dictated by one person. Right. It's that we both thought we were heading this way, but somehow we've crossed paths. And now what do we do? Right. What do we do? And I think um, in a relationship that I was a part of was, this is what I want. So you just take it or leave it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> right, right. You know, but it's absolutely his prerogative to be headed in that direction. He just 
will find someone, or if he chooses to find someone or not, to follow that. Right. And that's it. Yeah. And I think when you have that maturity or after, um, for me, I'm like, fuck, I've had so many fucking relationships. But like, after you've <laughs> gone through all this shit, you're like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're an amazing person. I love you. And you are, you are like a brilliant, beautiful human being. But what I want right now in my life is not aligned with where you're at. And I can't continue trying to make you something you're not. And you can't make me something I'm not. And therefore, we have to leave. Right. It's just sad. Recently, uh, at a get-together kind of thing, and uh, all the husbands were together, and they were talking about football and stuff mm -hmm. like that. All the wives were sitting around, and they were talking about all the things that they were talking about. And suddenly, it started to get a bit heated. Because mm -hmm. someone actually said that they heard something on radio and said, like, this ad uh, said, um, women only go for men with money. That's not true and this, that, everything. Mm. So it's a very, it's an age-old discussion. Yeah. And then someone else said, no, no, no. Actually, you know what it is? It's not about money. It's, a, it's about a man with power. Mm. <laughs> and then I'm like, then all the guys we just overheard is all like, well, none of us have money. <laughs> We're broke as fuck, right? Yeah. And then power-wise, well, our bosses tell us what to do, so we really don't have power as well. So yeah. what the hell are you guys doing with us? Mm. But is it true? Women, are they, when they see a guy, not necessarily with money, but when they see a guy with power, like an entrepreneur who has his empire and mm. stuff like this, like Elon Musk, bad example, like men with a lot of power, are they very attractive? So you compare a man with a lot of power, mm. right? Entrepreneur in this, and Jason Momoa. <laughs> which, one is, which one would you go for? Um, I think it depends on the woman's intrinsic goal in life so it's what money and power can afford you which is freedom right right so it just depends if women feel like they need a man in power in order to have that sense of freedom or that life that they desire then power is definitely going to be much more important whereas if you're let's say in a place that i don't know it's like a egalitarian society right, right. and actually you just need money yeah. yeah, you go for money. Because money can... Money can give yeah. you a lot of things, yeah. absolutely, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you also don't need power, Yeah. right? But yeah, I, I do think that like, I mean, if you asked me to pick between power and money, I would definitely pick power. Because power is seductive in many ways. Power is seductive because it shows the man's ability to protect. It shows the man's ability to look after. It shows the man's ability to to scheme or I don't know why it's an alpha a negative thing but but yeah like like yeah right that's what it is and that is a natural instinct of women to be around men that can protect them and protect the family or the brood or whatever it is so that's why power would be attractive to me right more so than money yeah because if if this guy can jalan jalan or whatever then yeah yeah, compared to the guy who inherited a chunk of money, yeah. and he does nothing. Yeah, but I mean, I think party. I think in my life, I've I have come across with uh, kids that or I hate saying kids, but they weren't kids, but like like men that. Ooh, Sarah's. <laughs> these children, kids these, these days, uh, boys, right. um, no, these uh, these men that had inherited uh, a dynastic like family wealth and stuff, 
And I think there's a lot more going on there than actually just the money being passed down because then whoever they bring into the family is going to be looked at at a certain way or the the immense pressure they feel from having that uh, kind of um, money being passed down or that kind of pressure also affects them. So when I look at things like that, I'm always like, as much as you're like, oh, but so much money or his family has is this or that yeah i mean that is a factor but it's not an important factor yeah i think every woman i would not say that like i want to date a poor person i have dated poor people before but i dated them because being poor or whatever was so low in my value chain that it was not a factor because i was making money so to me i'm like i can i can look after myself yeah i can probably look after him too okay right right you know yeah so um, so yeah, that's kind of the way I looked at it, but it's really what kind of life you want and, and, and who your partner will be in order for you to afford that. So I'm in a place where I make my own money. I look after myself. I've been looking after myself for the past 15, 16 20, years. Yeah. yeah. 20 years, actually 20 years. Yeah. yeah. I've been, I've been working on my own for 20, yeah, about 20 years. So I'm used to looking after myself. I'm used to knowing what is within my limits and what is within my means. And so if I'm in that space, whoever comes in and wants to enhance that, I'm going to say yes. But if you take away from that or you make me pay for more than I need to, I'm just like, what the heck? I'm better off alone. Yeah. So those are the things that I, that I think of. But yeah, I mean, I'm, de- I'm definitely not surprised if women just want to be with men that are powerful. Yeah. What would you say? You've grown. You've, like, like we've, Have I? <laughs> we've been through this. I mean, we've been in this industry for a long time. We've known each other for so long, right? But I think we, we both have changed already. Yeah. What would you tell, what would Sarah Lian now mm. tell Sarah Lian from 10 years ago or 20 years ago? Like, listen to yourself. Like, listen to your heart and, and continue to be, like, yeah, like, be yourself, but be nice. <laughs> right. Yeah, be nice. Because you never know what's going to happen. You never know where you're going to cross paths with someone, and, and you never know how that can change someone's life. But a young Sarah Lan's going to go, I know what I'm doing. You don't need to tell me Shut what to do. Shut the fuck up. Be nice, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we're going to end it. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Sarah! Thank you so much for being here. Oh, this was a great chat, me. and uh, we'll work on the whole super retreat for guys. Yes, as well. when uh, I have a guys thing, I'll invite you. Brilliant.